this is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremony. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. Did you see that? How often do you find a tournament like that when they just go down like that? Oh, it was just—it was a flawless victory. I tell you, it was amazing. And the way that he kept screaming at the opponent that he was fighting—oh, oh—it it breaks my heart to hear this. Oh, it was so beautiful. Oh, wait, where are you going? Get over here! Come on, come on. You, 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 you came here to hear lessons and stories from uh, Padini, yes? Uh, I'll talk to my bookie later. Bookies are like that. Uh, anyway, you wanted to hear about what happened after we left off last time. Oh, so much has happened. Ty, stranded in the past in the body of a Yithian, learning more and more about what is going on about the Yithian cultures and what they have in store for the Taumari Celestia. Next, you have Duli, who is working with what he thinks is Mirgrat, but it's not Mirgrat. But Mirgrat is trying to wrest control back from this thing from beyond the stars. And now, at the heart of it, we have mental combat. Yes. And now, we return to where we left off, as mental combat has now begun. And fight. You can kind of still see it. Your own body stand up and have a casual, if not a little jerky, walk with Julie as they want to go take a look what's going on outside. Okay. Um, so- I think I want to initiate telepathic combat with this thing. Okay. Because it's like... Mirgrat is pretty fucking sick of this thing saying, like, it said that it would tell Dooley the truth, and it didn't. (laughs) Oh, now I have to look up how telepathic combat is done, but damn, this is going to be fun. (laughs) Just want to say also for the record, this is now our second attempt at combat in... Eleven recording sessions. Yeah, I mean, combat isn't our speeds. Also, in Battle of Five, if you have to initiate combat, something has gone terribly wrong. Uh, Ah, yeah, Ty's not about to fight anybody. She's incredibly weak, and she's also like a coward. I don't know if y'all have noticed this or not, but she definitely (laughs) is. I mean, they didn't do much combat on the show either. It was all like the security guys fighting and the captain occasionally, the bad aliens, so. Oh, the Rangers did it quite often too. Yeah, but that was usually off screen. Yeah. Well, no, actually there was, uh, there's, first time you ever meet Marcus, he beats up a couple of thugs trying to help Delenn out with the, that's how you find about the fighting pike. So they actually do telepathy, they do actually do fighting some, and again, but it's not as, again, it's more discussion than it is, you know, yeah. doing the Kirk and Spock. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, okay. So there is telepathy skill maintaining, okay, we're going to treat this as normal combat, because there is, uh, according to this, action, saving throws, concentration, multiple subjects, and variations. Uh, everything has to be line of sight, but this is you. Yeah, my head, so I feel like we can see each other pretty clearly. Yes. So you can use essentially any attack in the guide for telepathy, which is you know between pages uh, one twenty three and one uh, one thirty two or one thirty one. Okay. So, so if anything you want to use like this for an attack, you're welcome to do. But let's get initiative first. Okay. You know how to do initiative? Uh, yes, you, of course you do. Yeah. Oh, fucking figures. Uh, that was a d6 minus one. Oh my god, I 
Yeah, okay, hang on. I swear to God, I'm confident. It's okay, if you're having a weird day, I understand. Okay. Wow! Wow! For those of you listening at home, when I accidentally rolled a d6 instead of a d20, I got an initiative of four. On my reroll, I got an initiative of two. Wow. <laughs> Probability uh, theory. I'll take the first... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. That's it. Uh, I'll let you... Uh, sorry, I just didn't mean to interrupt. I'll let you take the first attack because you're initiating, but after the first round, it will get uh, priority. So, make it a, you're, you're doing a sneak attack. What are you doing? Okay. So, are we doing the thing where we have to um, do the, like... The, the power for, uh, for our P rating? Um, I'm still new to this. So, basically, you have to make the telepathy check power required. Let's see, power. Uh, if you've done this before, please help me out. So, P rating is, uh, where you, the power required is the P rating you need to have to, um, do the, uh, Action and um, then if your P rating is lower than the power required, you have to um, uh, take telepathic damage um, by um, uh, ra- temporarily raising your P level uh, and taking damage in order to do that. You roll a number of D4s equal to the amount by which you would like to temporarily boost your P rating. Right, so if it's a P10 skill and you're a P5, you would roll 5 D4s to determine the amount of damage you took by pushing yourself. Yes. Okay. I, I Yes, we are doing that. Okay. Out of curiosity, do I know what this thing's P rating is like? Nope. Cool. What is your P rating? I'm a P6. Okay. So, what are you doing? Uh, give me just a moment, because I also need... There, there's, there are other actions in the Lurker's Guide to uh, Telepaths. Oh, okay. So, while you're doing that... Oh, I'm gonna... oh, unless this thing has the, uh... Uh... Adaptive Mind feat... It takes a penalty because we are not the same species. Okay. Let's put it this way. Do you have the adaptive mind feet? I do. Okay. Why? No, it doesn't have everything that I have. Sorry, that was my, my partner. Um. <laughs> no, that's you talking to the thing inside your head. We get that. No. Uh, uh, I, like, I'm assuming it, it does not have everything I have that it had because it had. Like, it would have its own stats. Um, although, if that's not the case, interesting. Okay, so while you're looking that up, I'm going to go back to Julie. Uh, just chime in when, you, when you've got your action ready to go, and we'll see All you guys right. your attack. Okay? Thank you. Okay, so, Neocrat uh, says, So, explain to me more about the situation. <clears throat> explain to me more about the situation that has been going <laughs> on. <laughs> All right, uh, so I stop for a moment. I'm like, wait, wait, where's the closest window? And I think, because you just said steerage doesn't have windows, so. Not much. You'll have to go actually go technically down a couple of floors. Okay, okay. so I, I really need to bring you to a window to show you. Um, basically, we did a random jump in hyperspace and came out in some unknown location and there are planets but they're like I don't know that much about math or science or planet rotations but it just seems like they're impossible so let me show you ah and, I understand I will uh, please you fo- you go I will follow okay so I am mapping in my brain the closest window possible on that side of the ship that will show us the planets. And okay. so I'll, I'll bring us down a few levels and, you know. You'll bring it down a few levels, but then you have to go to the front. I don't know if you've seen the sketch that I had of the actual plan, but there's essentially these, um, at the ends of the cylinders, there are four or five 
um, areas that kind of jut out a little bit. They're essentially there as observation domes. Yeah. Uh, and so you can get a look at the view of the front. So you'd have to travel all the way down to the hull level, which again is fine. Uh, you'd walk uh, forward to the ship a bit and then get amongst the uh, observation deck to take a look at what's actually in front of you, because that's going to be the biggest trick. The ship is pointed at the strange planet, so you have to get to one of these domes. But it doesn't wouldn't take you that long to do this. Uh, you know, again, you get an elevator down to the, to the place, you walk down a couple of corridors, maybe 10, 15 minutes on the outside. Okay. So... Um, and do at least that one for small talk, so, you know, um, you know, um, the most I'll probably say is you, you might want to check in with your ambassador to... This is a Have good you, idea! Wait, I'm trying to remember. Did did Mirgrath talk to them after all those people passed away? Yes. Okay. Uh, she did check in with the ambassador after the people passed away because she explained to the ambassador she's got a thing on her head now. And the ambassador was uh, like, wait, what? Uh, uh, yeah. So... Okay. Yeah, yeah you'll, I'm idea. sure at some point in time you'll have to check in with them. Uh, absolutely. Particularly as, according to my research, the uh, couple of planets in the Pakbara Scepter have are the origins of more star shape, uh, rock shapers. And these are, I'm finding, very important to my research, as well as everything else. This also indicates, based on the information I have for this entity in my head, that uh, this will be a good housing place of old information. I think there are more ruins buried under there in Pakbara space. This will be very fascinating. What are rock shapers? What? Oh, rock shapers are the uh, are the rock seeds. They're the little crystals that you put into a stone that help create whole new houses. And that's the essence of amber. Oh. But who is distributing it? Oh, that was a Pacbor- that was a Markab. The Markab was at one point the last of his kind. He was uh, uh, called off world by a uh, dark and interesting being. I suspect to be a shadow, but I could not say for certain. Anyway, this being uh, uh, had uh, summoned it away so that when the Barkab plague had happened, he was safely away. Unfortunately, this made him one of the last of the Barkabs ever existing. He, has, uh, uh, he then used the information he got from the call that he had to create more and more of the uh, Amber in the hopes of finding more information that he could ha- perhaps resurrect his species. I think, at least. And as such, he created the Amber for distribution. And when that happened... He was uh, able to uh, utilize this information and was going to use the Celestia to go to various other planets, perhaps this new one, to look for more information so he too could resurrect his species. He then found me, uh, uh, found, excuse me, <clears throat> sorry, this is really weird on the voice, uh, for long soliloquies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he then found me. Uh, sorry, he then found that he had information that could be available for body shaping, and thus he could possibly recreate his own species out of whole cloth. And thus the Barcaps would live again. He died! What? How? He died! How? Oh! Uh, he overimbibed an amber, and his stomach was removed. That can happen? <laughs> it did! Okay, that's just weird. All right, well, let me show you these planets, and maybe you can tell me something about them. Okay. So, <laughs> you take it to the dock. Uh, by the way, Becca, how's it looking? Okay, so, I know what I'm going to do. Okay. And it looks like... So, the, the other thing is that resisting telepathic stuff is done by will saves. Mm-hmm. Um... So it's uh, five plus the telepath's P rating plus the character's telepath level plus the telepath's charisma modifier. Okay. Um, so in this case, uh, the will save that the entity is going to be going for is 14 is our magic number here. Okay, so the will save is their will plus their P rating plus their telepathy level, right? Uh. That's that's the uh it's five plus the P rating plus the tel- telepathy level plus the charisma modifier and then it's just rolling the standard will save modifier to resist mine. Okay. 
So I'm just trying to figure out what uh, what I'm rolling exactly. So again, just so you're you're rolling the will saving throw. Okay, just straight will saving throw. Yes. Okay, and the target number I have to beat is 14. Yes. Okay. So I am going to uh, try. I'm going to attempt to do the uh, a variation on the day's action. Okay. So it's it's a P8 ability. So I need to um, roll two D4 to temporarily raise my P rating. Four. Okay. So okay. I'm four damage. Non-lethal. Okay. Um, luckily, I now have uh, 29 hit points, so that's good. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'll just keep track of my, my damage. Okay, and now for the days, it is a DC uh, 20 for the difficulty. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, for, for sleepwalk, specifically. Okay. Sleepwalk basically turns the body into a, a shell, right? Um, so I can control the subject's gross motor functions. I can make the dazed subject walk, nod, move their arms, open a door, and so on. Gotcha. Um, yeah. It puts the subject into a dreamlike state, and the subject will be unable to take any actions while held in the daze, and no observer and to observers will appear to simply stare off into the distance. It does say fine control, such as pressing a specific button on a keyboard, aiming a gun, or speaking is not possible. Anything that would require injure or alarm the target also uh, re- requires another will save. that correct? Yes, but I'm mostly thinking, like, at this point, it's my best option for making this thing stop whatever it's doing right fucking now. Okay. Oh, God. All right. Its DC was 20? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And you made a seven. Uh, seven. Okay. That was an attempt, uh, but I will let you do a second attempt if you want to do this, but it's going to take, the again, the same sort of... Uh, uh, you'll have to push yourself again. Okay, so, yeah, I'll take I'll take damage again. Okay. Okay, five <laughs> more points of damage. While, while all of this is happening, Mirat's, like, following Dewey around and, it, like, slowly starts bleeding from its... from, from their nose <laughs> or whatever. Well, you, yeah, you guys don't have nose. It's probably just this little dribble coming out the, uh, the, the, one of the tendrils area, and it just looks like ah, a tendril. 29, motherfucker! 29, okay! <laughs> now, it's still a, 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 a 14 to, for, uh, for the response? Uh, yeah. Okay. That was just if I could make the, the attack. Okay. Because I see the telepathy check is 14. Under the stat, uh, okay. And a DC of plus six for the sleepwalk, understood. I was just looking for the, 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 what would determine the will save in this, but I guess if you say it's 14, I will take, take your word. Uh, it's on saving throws on page 125. Oh, the will against any telepathic ability made, uh, equals five plus the telepath's rating, so that's six, that's 11, plus the character's telepath level, that's two, that's 13. Plus the character's charisma modifier, which you have a charisma modifier of one, right? Yep. All right. Here goes. Services! Ah! It rolled a ten! You win! Okay. <laughs> Finally! It's cool that we don't do so, many fights, because this is really boring, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> once we get the hell of things, it gets a lot easier, trust me. Okay. What does this mean? That Mirgrath suddenly stops, starts bleeding, and blinks, and looks at me and says something? I mean, what? No, 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 just, like, immediately goes catatonic. Oh. Basically, with the days, you just gotta you sleepwalk, you gotta go stop, you admit that, well, I could take a... That's actually what comes through the translator, by the way. Um, so, um, you stop, but you have sleepwalk control. Remember, you're allowed to do something with base control while it's stunned for a bit. Yes, um... So while it is stunned, I am going to go back to the uh to the um 
to the Markhab's quarters, and I am going to take all of the, uh, like, books and papers and stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, bring them t- and, uh, like, give them to, uh, Dooley. Okay. So, so mid-sentence, she stops, gurgles something, and then they <laughs> turn around and walk down the hallway. You know what I'm Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know how long this lasts. I think it's a concentration check. Uh, give me a second. Yeah, by the way, uh, by the way, uh, Sorcerer, in normal combat situations, once you get the hang of it, it's really quick, like, die roll! Okay, this happens! Boom! Next person! Boom! So, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. This, this, yeah is, this is not, not... This is, yeah, this is basically us being newbies to the system. Yeah. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, it's concentration. So basically, okay. um, as long as I'm not doing anything else, then I'm good. If I want to do something else, then... That's an issue. Okay. So, again, trying to hold this, I'm going to ask for a concentration check uh, once just to get you in the door. All right? Okay. Oh, uh... It's it's a simple... It's going to be a simple concentration check, so... Uh, Uh, no, it's, uh... It's, um... The only... uh, I only need to... Uh, do concentration, um... If I'm trying do something other than maintain the ability. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so, you are multitasking a little bit because you are getting it to move, but again, you're maintaining the ability, no problem. Yes. So, basically, for Dooley, you get to see it, like, bleeding from the ear a little bit, bleeding from the tendril a little bit, looks kind of like drool or bile or something like that, and then you're going to just stop. What you're thinking for a second, did the translator break? It then turns around, and they walk back to the door, uh, kind of jerkily, kind of like Frankenstein in a weird way. And then once they get back, the door is open. Hey, boss! And waves out at the the, the, the person in a flaily arm, walks right back in. Do you follow? I guess that's a good question. Oh, oh yes, I follow, because I don't know whether it's a translator or something physically wrong with them. Okay. So, yeah, I'm following. I'm like, uh, can I help? What, what, where, aren't we gonna go see the planets? <laughs> <laughs> so, you follow it back, uh, follow Julie back to, sorry, you follow Mirakadat back to the, the black door, enters in, says, hey boss, blah, blah. go, uh, Mirakadat goes into the back room, you follow, immediately, uh, grab this huge, thing of leather books that look like they're older than you are, then some of them look like they're older than your planet. And doesn't like drop them in your lap so much as kind of shove them at you. I mean, it almost looks like 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 they're trying to pitch it to you like underhanded. But okay. they just kind of yeah. Mm. So I'll uh, fine, yeah, I, I can carry this. Um okay. Okay. You're that? You have I look very, very basic confused. control. What do you do? Okay. I am going to head to the security office and try to put myself in a cell. Okay. Uh, this definitely will have a resistance because now you're going to impede the work. But go ahead and give me one more telepathy check. Okay. Make sure- 29! Nice. Wow. Oh, survey says! Thank you! Good. So, basically, you walk into the security office. You can't say anything. You know, like, I like to turn myself in for whatever. But you walk in, and you kind of shamble towards a cell, and, you know, there's, uh, uh, Sergeant Osteen and and Duli, sorry, and Kali, look, uh, can can we help you? What's going on? And 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 you just kind of uh, uh, you sit into a cell and wait there because you can't open and close the door. You just sit in the cell. And they actually says uh, this isn't a drunk tank or this isn't a uh, 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 hotel room. What are you doing here? Wait. I'm going to do uh, something to try and express that all is not right here. 
Um, and what I am going to do is I am going to snap the cord that holds my air freshener medallions and throw it outside of the cell. Oh, <laughs> I guess that's. Yeah. I've okay. never seen. I've never seen them without one. So yeah, yeah. yeah. you're wearing at least one. If they're always wearing at least one, usually they'll add extra air fresheners if anyone seems mm-hmm. to be like wrinkling their nose or whatever. So yeah, Mira okay. is out their air fresheners. <laughs> all right, and I'm assuming Julie, you've been following and watching all this, yes? Oh yeah, I'm following. Yeah, okay. and yeah, they're they're like this isn't. I'm like oh, it's, I it just wait. <laughs> and then yeah, you see the the grab pass and still sitting there. Uh, the air freshers actually smelling quite nice in the room, and the stench of ju- uh, of Mirgrat starting to overtake the the prisoner area. Okay, is there a lock on the door that I can activate? Not you, but one of the security personnel can. Yeah, I look horrified, and I turn to the security person, and I say, something's wrong, shut the door now. Kali looks over, wait, what are you talking about? It's just a Pachmara. No, it- it's not just a Pachmara. It's an alien... It's a Pachmara with an alien in their brain. Something is wrong. The translator is broken. They can't tell me what's wrong, but the fact that they don't have the air fresheners, which is like almost a religious thing to them... That's this is a big deal. Shut the door now. A colleague just kind of goes, literally says, "What's with you and things with aliens in them?" Turns over to Chuck, makes the the cut across the coat, uh, cut across the throat gesture, and Chuck just hits a couple of buttons on the code, and the door closes. Man, I am so glad I was upfront with everyone about sharing my brain space with an alien. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to get on my link and ca- put in a call to the Pakma diplomat person that we visited. Okay, so uh, I imagine they have like an office number, and I'll get an assistance. But essentially, yes, because again, it's not going to call the direct diplomat themselves, but you will be able to get your hands on Get uh, uh, Bimel's assistant uh, because she, the uh, Gebimel. They are in the middle of dealing with a crisis uh, that they can't even contact Homeworld through a pulse network on a hyperlink. They're completely disconnected. But he says, uh, uh, "Yes, you're 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 part of the pack. You're 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 part of this. How can I help you? Please make it quick." Uh, Mirgrat is in distress, extreme distress, and the translator has broken. And I don't understand what's going on. Uh. uh, 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 uh. And then, then they could take the translator to any uh, uh, person. What seems? Why are you contacting us? Because Mirgrat has insisted on being locked up in the jail. They kind of pause for a second. What? I, it might have something to do with our current position in space, but I don't know. Kind of says very well. We'll send somebody down to investigate. Thank you. All right. I'm just hoping for a translator at this point because I don't know what's going on other than the translation broke. They have an alien in their head and they threw their prized possessions away. <laughs> so. okay. All right. So. We interrupt this portion of this broadcast for an important announcement. And now, the creator, owner, and operator of Temporal Playgrounds Productions, Daniel Ellis. Thank you. Hi. This is Daniel, owner and operator of Temporal Playgrounds Productions, as well as your Game Master and Master of Ceremonies of Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. I'm here with a particular announcement and a request. As you know, we have been doing this game for quite a while. We've actually been producing it for about a year and a half. Uh, We've also been releasing episodes for about a year. Now, again, when compared to things like other people out there, doesn't seem like a long time. Compared to, however... Uh, to my experiences, many games that last longer than a year, let alone a year and a half, are special uh, things to keep involved. You want to keep people together for games such as this. And my players have been doing an amazing job, as you've been hearing. Also, as you know, my players do not receive 
any financial uh, recompense for this. I don't receive any financial recompense for this. We don't advertise. We don't allow ads on our channel. We don't allow uh, monetization, nothing. Uh, so we basically been doing this for free for a while, and that is no problems. We have no problem doing that for a while. But I want to do something special to help thank my gamers. We're still in the process of making new episodes. We have plenty more in the can, so rest assured, many more are coming. But I want to do something special for them, for they have stuck it out with me during this time. And I'm doing so by having a lamp designed that has basically an illumination of the logo that you see on our YouTube channel uh, for uh, the Odyssey game. This is not inexpensive, but it's not that bad. Honestly, it's it's a small thing, but many of our players are not local. We n- None of us are in, the, are in the same town, let alone the same country in some cases. So I'm having these made, shipping it to them with a nice thank you. Now, why am I bringing this up? Why indeed? It's because in this case, I know there's people who've been following us for a while, and I really, really thank you for doing this. We couldn't have done this without you. We couldn't have done it with the support of people who are listening in, enjoying our content, commenting, sending us messages, all the rest of it. We thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. It's you know, other that, or we're just screaming out into the void and that just gets weird after a while. But in this case, if you've been enjoying the content and want to give back, we are not asking a lot. I have set up a GoFundMe that you can find at Temporal Playgrounds slash thanks. This is just a way to set up the thank you gift for our players uh, of the lamps and to, to ship it off to them. Now I'm asking for a particular dollar amount, which you'll be able to see, but I will tell you that if we make our goal, that's it. After the goal is made, we're not accepting any more money because this is not about us profiting. This is not about us gaining money. This is about us. This is about me wanting to help and say thank you to my players for just doing an amazing job that you guys have been listening to for quite some time. So with that being said, uh, I would love to implore you to go to temporalplaygrounds.com slash thanks, click the please help button, and if you can, please give to the GoFundMe, uh, uh, the GoFundMe account. If you can't, don't worry about it. Honestly, we'll be fine. It's great. I just want to offer this over to everybody else who is really enjoying this content. And if you have been enjoying the content and don't want to give or are unable to give, that's fine. You guys have been great supportive to us, and we want to make sure that you guys are thanked either way. Uh, for those who do want to give a little bit and they want a little thank you, I am more than happy to not only make a shout out, but also to add you to the list of uh, Padini's, uh, excuse me, <clears throat> Lord Padini Foglio's traveling troop of performers. That we can do for you. Yes, you'll get a nice shout out on the episode. You'll make sure everything is good and you'll be part of my crew. Yes. Ah, yes. We'll be able to work with you very nicely. But uh, so, but again, this is only if you can give, if you're really interested. And again, you, you want to say thank you. Like I want to say thank you. I would, we would really appreciate this. Other than that, no problem. Uh, just giving the opportunity out there. In the meantime, uh, Thank you for listening to this important announcement. Uh, we return you back to our regularly scheduled episode. Yes, Mirkrat, you're still in control for a little bit, but you can feel the days starting to wear off a bit. As you know, probably in the next 10, maybe 15 minutes, you're going to lose control because this concentration is starting to hurt. Okay, I am... Is, is Dooley still in the room? Not in the room, but within visual distance. It's like a jail cell. So there's uh, not the Starfleet jail cell with the uh, uh, force fields. There actually is a physical door, but the physical door does have a window. Okay. I am going to... I am going to use a message. Mm -hmm. I'm going to break my concentration... Uh, on the days so I can get a message to Dewey using the message power. Okay. Uh, I'm guessing you're using the full squirt, yes? Uh, no, cause I can, I can get up to 12 words in a message and I don't think I need more than 12. Okay. So, that is a DC 12 and hey, it's a P6 ability so I don't need to take additional damage. Okay. So, go ahead, make your check. 
Motherfucking fucker. <laughs> oh god, what did you roll? Roll the one! Eleven. Uh, which is not good. What was the, yeah. the check required is a twelve, so yes, you could do that. Uh, okay, you're like, I have to get a message out, I gotta get a message out. And you're like, ah, uh oh. You realize that you, for lack of a term, took the reins off of the creature to get this in, and you went, which is enough to break your concentration in the other direction, and you went, uh-oh. And it kind of turns around in your head, you can hear it go, that's my pleasant. It then okay. kind of looks up, it says, that you can hear it go, oh, I feel a lot better now. Maybe now is a good time that, that I should explain a few things. This is you talking. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm also being very generous, and I think this is a great dramatic moment. I will let you have one last attempt at a telepathic message. Go ahead and roll. Okay. But I'm also going to say you're at a minus now because you're realizing it's starting to attack back, but you're at a minus two. Okay. Hey! 14! That is enough okay. to do it. Okay, <laughs> I... I get 12 words. Uh, so it's going to be... As you count them out on your fingers. <laughs> uh, uh, no, excuse me. I'm counting them out on a notepad. <laughs> By the way, if it was... if it was, uh, I could also hear this. 12 words. That's a haiku. So while you're doing that, and getting those words out. We'll come back to you because I think I haven't dealt with Ty in a little bit. I think I need to go back. Okay. I, Ty, you were mentioning you were a little bored, so I want to make sure you get you know, a little bit of screen time as we come to the end of the day. So, what are your thoughts so far about your situation? Um, I am very angry that someone decided to get... I mean, not so much about myself. Like, I'm mad about myself, but I'm more mad that people decided to get my kid involved in this. I'm mostly mad at his dad, I'm not gonna lie. Also, <laughs> also all these other people. Okay. So when your kid wakes up, he kind of explains how he got there. He was still a little confused, but he does mention there was a strange human who found your dad, had mentioned a few things to him, had given him something, and said that he was taking him to you on some strange world. And thus, you know, he, he's not really happy with his dad, but he goes, gets to go to school and see his friends and that sort of stuff, uh, which he'll tell you all and all and all and all and all about. Uh, mm -hmm. While he's very obviously distracting himself from the panic he's feeling um, by being not himself. Mm -hmm. So eventually he just, after all this, you can tell that he runs out of things to say and runs out of words. He's talked to you about school. He's talked to you about his favorite programs. He's talked to you about the time he, he figured out how to throw a baseball um, and everything else like that. And he's really hoping that one day he can get his hands on an authentic leather glove. And then he just kind of stops and says, so um, what are we going to do, Mom? I don't know yet. But I will fix this. I, I, I believe in you, Mom. I really do. You're, you're the toughest person I know. Yeah. Uh, I'll fix this. Okay. Um, so what's... Go ahead. I may have to leave for a little while. I'll be back. Oh, okay. I, Everything right? I need you Everything to okay? stay here if I have to go. No, I mean, like, that's Ty talking, not me. Oh, sorry. okay. Sorry, sorry. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I got to be back for a second. Maybe I got to prep something for the boyfriend. I don't know. What no, 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 we're good. Okay, so you say, you tell the kid I have to they have to leave here for a moment, but I'm coming back for you. Like, stay here and don't go anywhere else. Don't walk off with any strange people. Don't you know? Eat anything weird. Try not to touch anybody if you can avoid it. Just stay here. Just stay here and wait. He nods his head very, kind of vigorously. Says, "Yes, mom, I will." And like habit, he's picked up this bit where he kind of does his multiplication tables in in monetary units. 
Um, and then he kind of recites that as a kind of a way to kind of reassess himself. And he's like, okay, um, two pounds is two, is is one point seven francs, which becomes one point. And he, he literally does this as kind of just in his head. You could he's done that for a long time, like a true Bakari. He knows his finances. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where are you going? What are you doing? Oh, I'm waiting for. Was that guy's, whatever that guy's name was, to come tell me about Alan Gibbons, but I'm suspicious that either he's not coming back or Alan Gibbons is not going to be someone he can find. So, yeah, I'll just wait around another five minutes or so, and if he doesn't show up, go wander around, see what okay. I can find without a babysitter. No problem. So, wait five minutes, so far nothing. So you, you start wandering around, take a look, and again, this is huge... Uh, it almost feels like a Stone Age megapolis, but it's not because everyone's got weird high tech everything everywhere. And again, everyone looks like you do now. Uh, there are choruses, there are researches, libraries, and all sorts of other stuff. There's people also doing uh, education uh, orientations where large groups of people kind of sit and they kind of go, "Okay, let me explain this a few things to you," and so on and so forth. It's for Amimbari. They would consider this kind of a form of heaven in some regards. For you, oh dear God, what sin did you commit against the banking gods to do this? Permanent school. <laughs> <laughs> you're finding out a little bit more from the various people talking that yes, this is you know several thousand years ago. Yes, you're in technically Vorlon space. Um, everyone talks about the expedition, expedition, which is them. Uh, shooting their consciousness through time as memory entrapped in various objects to get to the future so they can trade with the past. Again, weirdly esoteric, kind of quantum theory, kind of philosophy, but this is what they're talking about, uh, basically what they're doing. And again, they assure all the new people that your body is fine, it's just being borrowed, uh, all the rest of that. Yeah, we call that right. a samurai jack. I don't believe this at all. <laughs> so, yes. Okay. But, sorry, you call them what, samurai jack? We call that a reverse samurai jack, where you have to get to the future to preserve the past. Yes. Mm. Um, so, you basically, you wander around, yeah, everyone's kind of, you feel like people are being fed a line, even though other uh, these uh, Yithians are doing, you know, research and they're doing inscribing books and inscribing tablets and anything they can to, like, use as transport out, for lack of a better term. Uh, they're making basically books into gateways, but it's gateways that only affect the mind. Hmm. I mean, aren't all books gateways of the mind? It looking at the desiccated remains of a tree that has been horribly mutilated and inscribed with strange sigils that allow you to have the memories of somebody else. See? (laughs) (laughs) That is a book. Uh, Or, um, as the doctor put it, a weapon. mm -hmm. Despite knowing that I probably won't understand any of it and I'm going to regret asking, I ask one of the Yithians, how they make the books. Like, what are they doing? Okay. Uh, give me a... Give me a diplomacy roll. Hell yes, my other good thing. <laughs> my three skills. Damn! She rolled a 29? So... I put a lot the, of points in that, too. <laughs> yes! Oh. So essentially the gullible-ass Yithian who seems to be inscribing, uh... But you say, oh, what are you doing? Oh, we are making more uh, books to help our t- uh, chances of surviving the Great Expedition. It's, oh, well, really, how is that done? Now, this is also where I'm going to have to make you uh, an intelligence check, because they are going to be talking about giant, you know, concepts. Ty is uh, fully aware that she's probably not going to understand it, and she's going to regret having to, like, stand there and listen to this, like, nerd talk about it, <laughs> so... <laughs> But it's worth a try. Um, yeah, let's see if you, if you can get an intelligence check. Which basically, what's your intelligence? Thirteen. Thirteen. So you roll That's a d twenty and you go underneath it. 
Okay, it was a straight so just a straight up. Okay. Nine. Okay. So it's a little esoteric, but the the Yithian is talking. Realizes he's talking to a non-Yithian and says, "Oh, okay. Let me explain it to you a little." He, you can hear the patronization in its, in its voice. Oh, oh, you're cute. You want to know what this is about? Okay, I'll use the little words so you understand. And you can tell he's not doing this because he thinks you're an idiot. He's doing it because he honestly thinks you lack the capability to understand, but you're curious and it wants to entertain your curiosity. I mean, it's um, totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but between the diplomacy and everything else, it's explaining that, yes, it's using the books, once certain things are inscribed, that it acts as a gateway. Once somebody on the other, uh, some other time gets the book and performs certain rituals, then the transport can begin. Now, the transport is mostly done just through several consciousnesses, but they have a kind of a prep room, for lack of a better term, where the beings can go, and when a prayer is said, or, you know, when the, the, uh, the gateway is opened on the other side of the timeline, then the next in queue will go. So there's a gateway that you send the books through. Uh, no, the books are not themselves are the gateway. They expect this planet to be lost, but they're encasing all the books in essentially a um, what is essentially a fireproof safe, so that when the planet is destroyed, it's shot off into the universe, opened up, and you know distri- distributed. But they'll be safe after the planet blows up. And they know this has worked because they've already jumped forward in time, so they know somebody's gotten some of the books. Well, I'm here, so obviously it worked. <laughs> exactly. So that's the other reason why they're doing it, because it's already happened. But um, that's how they are distributing the books, even though they know they don't have any rockets off this planet. So, so they're basically... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No. So basically, once... Uh, the book has been opened and inscribed and used on the other side as the gateway, then that allows for an opening essentially on the, of the mind to, telepathically, if you will, on this side of the schism to open up and another Yithian can go through and inhabit a body. There are some masters that allow for essentially mass conversions, and those people have, are people who have spent a lot of time studying this material um, to do that. It also helps, and he says, it also helps if you have the right frequency modifier, and it holds up a blue crystal. Ah, yes, that was going to be my other question. Mm-hmm. Um, it mentions the blue crystals act as apocalypse boxes, as they say, and allows the Ithian frequency to come through nice and clear. It, they each of them carry an essence of soul of twenty Ithians who sacrifice themselves. To make these possible. So if you have one of those, theoretically, you could send a message to the future? Well, you can always send a message to the future. Other than by writing it in a bottle, basically, and hoping someone gets it? It helps with the transition. But yes, we communicate through these uh, to another time period. Hmm. Interesting. Well, thanks for the information. <laughs> thanks. I have a heist to plan. Uh, so, <laughs> I is not a good thief, but I guess she's going to learn or die in the past. <laughs> I had this image of of you coming back to the room, finding your son, kind of like drawing on the walls, but otherwise kind of like curled up in himself. It's like, don't worry, Mama's got a plan, and that's where like that ends for that segment. Uh, <laughs> Mirgrat, have you able to figure out your 12 words that you're sending to, I'm assuming, Dooley? Yes. What 12 words are they? Okay. Entity in control. Pretending to be me. Do not trust without proof. Okay. Just curious, was that 17 uh, syllables? That would be funny as hell. Uh, uh, no, but it, it would be more as anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Entity in control. Snow blankets mind. Uh, 
Do not trust. <laughs> um, so, All right. okay. Yes, you get that projection in your head very quickly. And I swear out loud, very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> and carefully pick up all the air fresheners on the floor. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, look at, at uh, Mirkrat and say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hold these for you. You just stay in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, with Mirkrat entrapped... With Julie on a quest, with the Celestia trying to figure out where it is and why it is, and with uh, uh, Ty in the in the far far past in a strange body who has a plan. <laughs> it is. As such as this is a great suspenseful moment to call it a day for this evening session, and I think that would make a good stopping point for uh, the recording. Ah, this may be a good place for the recording to stop, but not a good place for you to stop. You must continue. You must join us next time. You must hear more stories as Mirgrat and the thing from beyond the stars that is in her head go head to head. This combat isn't over yet. Be sure to join us for round two. But that is for next time. So in the meantime, join us again as I tell you more about the Thalmarie Celestia on Odyssey, Babylon 5 story. Now, away with you, I have more betting to do. And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticisms, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey, or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com, or now you can follow us on Twitter at Odyssey B5DM. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Media. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL gaming license for D20. Our theme music was composed by Evan King. The song Titan Striker is available on YouTube and at evankingmusic.com. Incidental music provided by Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Please see websites for more information. Once again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.